Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, smelly cat, smelly cat. all the laughs, tears, and surprises from the big Friends reunion. Plus, Cruella hits theaters, and TikTok star Tabitha Brown on fame, veganism, and spreading the love. It's May 28th. folks. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and we made it yet again. I hope everyone has fun plans for this long weekend. I won't be in your ear again until Tuesday, and I'm taking advantage. I'm going to get a massage for the first time in forever, so I'll come back to you a lot more relaxed. That's the plan. And I talked to a woman later in the show who knows all about feeling good. That's TikTok star Tabitha Brown. You know her for her soothing Southern voice and tasty vegan recipes. But we get into her other passion as well, acting. She's on the new season of The Shy. So stay tuned to hear all about that and family and fame and all of it. Now, though, top stories and my colleagues, Julie Jordan and Nigel Smith are here to take us through all of the news happening on the small and the big screen. Hi, guys. Hey. Good morning. Well, let's start things off talking about something everyone is well aware that I am obsessed with. Okay, friends. Last night was the big friends reunion on HBO Max. And Julie, you got to interview the cast and see it live. You know how you were watching it and and there are all those people in the audience and you're like, how did they get tickets? Well, Julie was one of those people. You got tickets. So what was that like for you? You know, I'm such a, I'm like you, I'm a super fan. So I was already just so excited to see all six of them together. They, this is the only the second time they've been together mm. since the show wrapped, you know, in 2004, you know, when a group gets together, think about an old friend you see, you haven't seen them in a long time. You see them. There's that awkward yeah. kind of like, hi, how are you? Hugs. Good to see you. But you immediately like fall right back into exactly like, you know, you've always been, you don't miss a beat. And that's what happened. And it was so fun to watch them like saying goodbye all over again. Oh my goodness. And Nigel, were you a Friends fan? I I, I was. I, I, I don't think I ever saw the final season or the last episode. My sister mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. night texted <laughs> me because she was watching the reunion and she was like, do you remember, remember when I broke down into tears watching the final episode? I had to you know, relieve myself and go to another room because I was in such a breakdown mode. I was like, I don't recall that at all. So I, um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. I knew the whole Ross Rachel thing. I thought that was amusing, but, um, yeah, sorry. Friend, okay, your friend's Aww, light. Your Nigel. friend's light. Okay, so you will be sectioned off from this conversation. Back to Julie. <laughs> Back to me. So, Julie, what do you think were some of the biggest takeaways from last night? Oh, well, I was... Going into it, obviously, I knew what to expect. But what I wasn't prepared for was Jennifer and David talking about their real life crush and the fact that the only reason they didn't get together is because one of them had been in a relationship Mm -hmm. at the time or they were kind of like ships passing during the day. And what Jennifer said, which blew my mind, was that 
she was, she told David, this is going to suck if our first kiss is on set. And sure enough, their first kiss was that huge buildup to Ross and Rachel kissing in the coffee shop. So they channeled, (laughs) they channeled all this amazing energy and kind of like passion for each other off screen into that kiss. So now I need to go back and just watch that episode over and over again. I know, that's all that the reunion made me want to do. It was just like, go and rewatch everything. And now knowing what we know. (sighs) Oh my goodness, he's her lobster. He's her lobster. Yes. In real life. That was so great. And there were there were a lot of incredible guest stars, okay, from Lady Gaga singing Smelly Cat. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. What on earth is you? Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. It's not your fault. To Justin Bieber, that yep. kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, I think. I think that threw the cast for a loop too, because, you know, Gaga, she had a choir with her. Like it was, that was much more of a yeah. production and kind of, she kind of, she had her hair even done kind of fun like mm-hmm. a cat, you know, she was really like into it. So they knew that was coming, but I don't think, and they definitely didn't know with the fashion show, like who ought to expect. So you had Cindy walking like, out with, <laughs> yes. And Justin Bieber and all of them, even the cast were like, what, Justin Bieber's here? Justin <laughs> Bieber! Who of course wore the armadillo outfit and the potato out. Well, actually he wasn't the armadillo. He was the potato Mm -hmm. that Ross had worn to one of the Halloween costume, you know, episodes. And David had just talked about that episode. So it was crazy to see Justin Bieber come out and strut, you know, strutting a potato down the, (laughs) down the catwalk. Just wild, just wild. And and a lot of fans, speaking of who wasn't there though, a lot of fans were sad to see that Paul Rudd was missing from the reunion. So can you remind us who he played and, and any idea why he wasn't there? Well, so he was Mike, Phoebe's husband, who she married at the end. And Lisa said that she envisioned Mike and Phoebe going off to Connecticut and that maybe Phoebe was like, you know, into the arts program at her kid's school and like their advocate, because clearly her kids were probably different, too. (laughs) Um, But so people love Paul Rudd as Mike. I my guess is this thing got shifted around so many times. We had three or four production dates that were good to go. And each time they kept getting bumped because of COVID. So my guess is by the time the final date was nailed down, Paul Rudd just wasn't available. Probably shooting the Ant-Man movie. Well, thank you for interjecting yeah. <laughs> that movie information, Nigel, since you're not a Super Friends fan. He was filling the Ant-Man, <laughs> the Ant-Man movie. Happy to provide what I can. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the best parts of last night was uh, seeing the team behind the show. And we heard from creators Marta Kaufman and David Crane, names I knew from seeing them, you know, whip across the screen every single time I watched my favorite show. Um, what did they say about the real life inspiration for the characters and, and the casting, too? Because that was interesting. Well, so when they they actually created the show kind of based on their own life and what they were like with their friends in New York City. And all of them just thought we got to find the perfect cast. And they didn't want to have any stars. They didn't want this to be like the David Schwimmer show with five friends. They wanted all the cast to be equally you know, star worthy. Uh, They started with David Schwimmer. Actually, they had known him from a different project and they envisioned Ross as him. He was doing, I think, a play at the time. And so they actually had to convince him to drop everything and please come be Ross because 
they literally, he was They Ross. said something about his little so puppy David, dog face, you know, the face that he does. Like yes, he said they couldn't get like that out of his dog. head, <laughs> out of their heads, <laughs> and they, they had to have him. He's got the combo puppy dog eyes with the hound mm-hmm. dog, like, you know, Mole. so yes, he was the perfect Ross, clearly. And I loved how and much a there, glue of the it. glue, sorry, but like he was such a glue, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't get that totally. sense before, but watching the reunion, you realize like things did kind of revolve around, not revolve around him, but he brought everyone together in such a great way. Yes. I think he just realized how perfectly cast they all Mm -hmm. were. And he knew all of the moving parts and pieces. And he was very kind of strategic in terms of the way they played the characters. Nothing was just like improv. Whereas you had Matt LeBlanc and Matt Perry, who clearly were just improvising and needing laughs. David was much more, you know, this is the way we should do it. Kind of streamlined so that he, because he knew how successful the show could be. And then about Rachel, because that was the last one. They said the last. (laughs) The last to cast. Yes. Well, and Courtney had actually come in to audition for Rachel because that's who they thought Rachel should be. But once, but once Courtney read the part, she was like, this is not me. I am not Rachel. I am way more Monica. So they let her be Monica because she insisted that would be a much more natural fit, which then led the last casting to be the last part to be Jennifer Aniston as Rachel. And she was actually fully booked on another pilot and sitcom. And that director, she revealed in the reunion show, or I think it was that producer on the, on the show she was cast said, yes, go do friends if you really need to, but that show is not going to make you a star. So clearly (laughs) they knew what they were talking about. Okay, so let's move on. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's on HBO Max. But there's another thing that we really have to see this weekend, right, Nigel? So let's talk about Cruella. Yeah, it's the new big Disney film that's been delayed, obviously, due to the pandemic. It's finally out. Uh, You can watch it on Disney Plus with Premier Access, meaning you got to pay, I think, close to $30 to rent it. But, you know... Mm. Think of how many, how much it costs to bring your family to the theater. It's actually a good, yeah. good deal, um, and it's also playing in theaters, so you can see it either way. And it's, uh, it's, it's fabulous. It's a lot of fun. It's quite dark for a Disney origin movie. Think mm. like The Joker meets Devil Wears Prada. And it comes from a real uh, talented director, and uh, he's the director of I Tanya. And uh, Lars and the Real Girl. So this is like an art house director taking on a real big Hollywood film. And he brings a lot of vision to it, uh, a lot of wit and a lot of darkness. And it's, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Well, Cruella was pretty dark. Even like when I think of 101 Dalmatians, it was just like, okay. She she tried to make a puppy coat. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly there's issues there. No, there's, there's issues. And they don't quite get into the whole Dalmatian aspect of it all. There's no puppy skinning in this movie. This is still a PG-13 Disney film. Puppy skinning. She also oh doesn't smoke cigarettes uh, as her character did in the animated version and in the Glenn Close film. So, mm-hmm. so, so you miss a little bit of that. But for a Disney film, it does get away with quite a bit because, you know, most of your origin stories in Disney live action adaptations, they're all PG or G rated. This one's PG-13. Mm-hmm. So it's got a little more edge. I want to talk about the fashion because that is something that people are really going to be able to see in this film. And they talked to us a little bit about it. We got a sit down, a double talk with them in the issue about this role and the fashion that was involved. So let's listen into 
exactly what they had to say about that. The characters were sort of built from the outside in. I mean, once you have this incredible makeup and they put a black and white wig on you and, you know, this beautiful, beautiful costuming, um, it really felt like then all of a sudden you could become someone so, I mean, at least for me, it's, Cruella obviously is a character in a book, but she's also a cartoon character. And so there is something about it that feels so over the top kind of inherently, but with that, all of that put on, it felt like you could you could go there safely and really just like inhabit something uh, so so far from... Well, it's not that far from who I am, I guess. No, you're very like her. It's you're really you similar, are. actually. Yeah. I know. I'm a mm. lot of, we're a lot yeah. alike. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I could play me with a black and white <laughs> wig, you know? It was great. We used to come on set, um, and and each time we hadn't seen each other's outfits, so we would just come on set and spend the first five minutes of the rehearsal while Craig was trying to get us to work, going, "Oh my God, what have you? Look, hang on, what is that? Is that is that tulle? Is that leather? Oh my God, that's leather. That's so brilliant." So let's just talk about favorite fashion moments from this really quickly, Julie. What was something that you saw that you were like, "Oh, I need that." I need to have that. Well, there's nothing I need to have first. <laughs> no, no, no. Way too more. I am a, you know, generic kind of hippie girl. And these are not that. These are black and white and red and stark and crazy. I did love when Emma Stone has clearly made her outfit completely combustible so that she can set herself on fire and turn herself into this like crazy magician of a, I don't even know what. Like it was just the, the fashion. Ooh. And the heels, both of them complained about how high the heels were and that there, there were no dogs harmed in this movie but their feet were hurt badly <laughs> <laughs> what about you Nigel what, what, are, what are you trying to add to the collection well first I just want to uh, add some facts I read that this is crazy the the costume designer Jenny Bevan she had to come up with 47 costume changes for Emma Stone's character and 33 for the Baroness which is oh crazy. my goodness so that just gives you the scope of how many looks are in this movie and how hard oh, it is to goodness. kind of really like tell you which is the best but there is one outfit that Corella wears that's mostly <laughs> comprised of uh, newspaper clippings and they actually tie into the plot in a really fun way um, but the film is really like a feast for the eyes like and not just the looks of the movie but the look of the movie itself the way it's oh, shot the cinematography. It's, it's kind of got this black and white vibe to it but there's also like a lot of deep reds in the movie it's, it's a really visually alluring uh, film nice you guys have a great long weekend it was so great talking to you you too enjoy your massage Ooh, jealous you. enjoy <laughs> Next up. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Tabitha Brown on internet fame and finding her footing as an actress. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details.
Hello there. I cannot say that greeting with nearly as much warmth and charisma as the woman who is joining me on the show now. Tabitha Brown is hands down my favorite influencer, and I'm not even vegan. (laughs) She's now known the world over for her viral videos that showcase her sweet and calming Southern voice as she walks fans through her vegan recipes and lifestyle, often greeting them with, hello there. She's a married mom of two from Eden, North Carolina, but also an actress, a passion she pursued for years, long before amassing the 3 million Instagram followers and 4.7 million TikTok followers she has now. And we are going to get to see her on the small screen soon as she's joined the cast of Showtime's The Shy for season four. And she's here now, and I'm so excited. Hi, Tabitha. Hello there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Even better now. How are you doing? Honey, I am great. I am well. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So so tell me about joining The Shy. I love this journey of yours. I mean, I have been watching and tuning into you on my phone screen for <laughs> about a year now. Um, and to be able to see you in character on the small screen, th- th- that's just huge. So, so how did this come about? Uh, it came about crazy enough. Years ago, the first you know pilot, when they created the show, I auditioned and of course did not book it. Glad I didn't because I wasn't in the middle space I am in now. And so then uh, last year I had taken a meeting with Lena, something completely different in conversation. She said, you know what? I'm going to have to have you on the show next season. And people be talking in Hollywood, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. uh, <laughs> right. And then when I got the email from my team, in my mind, I thought, well, they were like, oh, you got an offer from the shot. And I thought, oh, it's going to be a cameo. I'm probably going to cook a little something on there. It's, you know, something small. Mm-hmm. And about six episodes in my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, you know, wow. I, I was so excited. And I called Lena and was like, oh my God, not six, <laughs> six episodes. You know, you kidding me. You weren't just talking. Right, because a lot of people... <laughs> discovered me through my cooking and my videos. Mm -hmm. Some people don't realize I've been acting for over 20 plus years and that's my passion. That is what I have always wanted to do and have done. Uh, But she remembered me and she stuck to her word. And so I was just so grateful and thankful and excited every day I get to show up and play. Nice, nice. So tell me about your character, Octavia. You're an interior designer. So so what can you give me on this storyline? So Octavia is, uh, I I like to call her a mentor uh, for Keisha, right? She is a lot like me when it comes to wanting people to feel loved, uh, wanting people to feel seen and heard, but she's really trying to empower Keisha and uplift her and make her feel her own power. Mm -hmm. With that, you know, it's so much you can show, especially a young girl, through your own success. Yeah. Octavia is very successful, honey. She's very fierce. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so relatable and nice. So, um, yeah, I think she will be one of those characters where people, and especially women, can identify and see themselves in her in so many different ways. So where are you finding the time? Because I see you, like, the other day, I sent it to my production team. You had this amazing little message. I think you were fresh out of the shower, and you took to Instagram, and you were like, it's not too late. It's not too late for this. It's not too late for... And I said, I needed this. Oh, my goodness. So, like, how does it... Do you feel like when it comes to your career and, and with acting and then with also social media, you're finding the balance now? Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing about it is I do 
what I feel, right? So when I do videos, it's in the moment. Like you said, it's like I came right out the shower because I did. So I go <laughs> to the shower and I think of something, I'd be like, oh, let me get out of here and do this video real quick, which is how it stays real and relatable. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I don't do it like a whole schedule for it. It has to be in the moment. I need to hear God speak to me. I need my spirit to wake up and feel something. Yeah, I kind of relate. And I just do it right then and it always works out. What has the reaction been from your family? I mean, your husband, but uh, your kids and everyone, just the the level of fame that has come um, in, in a matter of a year. Yeah, it's so crazy. My husband yesterday, we had uh, we had went out to the store and I get stopped all the time now, all the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, girl, you ain't got famous. <laughs> <laughs> we both just kind of laugh like this is really life. Like, it's so crazy. Uh, but with my kids, you know, they see it as well. But I'm just mom. You know, we be at home. Honey. I'm mama and I'm wife first and foremost. Uh, yeah, everything else is a bonus, but they love it. They're excited. They're supportive. Um, and they're thankful as well. But I love that my kids have gotten to see me go from just being, you know, mom to being this to other people and seeing me pursue and live and get my dream. Yes. They know they can do the same. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so t- for people who don't know, how long have you been a vegan and 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 what got you into doing the videos? Because I love that story. Yes, absolutely. So I will, it will be four years in August. Nice. And then that's when I, it'll be four years that I started doing videos uh, in August as well. And I went vegan because I was sick for a year and a half and could not seem to get well. I had some form of an autoimmune uh, disorder that doctors couldn't figure out. And uh, I, I did it. And within the first 10 days, a headache that I had had every day for a year and seven months disappeared. And so I knew I was on to something. And on day 30, I told my husband, I'm not going back. This is going to be my life. And I've been on the journey ever since. Nice, nice. And and so how do you preserve? You, you give so much um, through social media and you are such a, 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 a just a motivational presence in that space. Um, do you ever find yourself, you know, they, they have that whole saying about you can't give out of an empty cup. So how, like, do you ever and especially with people coming into, you know, your your orbit, like you said, you go out to the grocery store and it's just like, dab, 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 dab. like, how do you stay full to, to be able to portray that and, and to, and to give that off to people. Honey, every day I put me first. I start my day off with me. Right. Um, which is important because we, you can't pour into anybody empty. Right. And I used to do that for years. I used to make sure everybody else was okay. By the time I got to me, I was, I had nothing left for me. Mm. So, uh, that did not end well. Right. I feel like sometimes that's part of the reason why I got so sick, uh, because I wasn't taking care of me first. Got it. Got it. Tab is first. And then I can show up and be the best wife, the best mom, the best, you know, actress, the best influencer, whatever the case may be after the fact. But I have to come first. So I check in with myself every morning, first and foremost. Girl, you all right, honey? Be in that mirror. I be talking. (laughs) I got a little candle right now that's burning as I'm talking to you. Like I have my water. I do my vitamins. I, you know, I just have my morning routine. Uh, of breathing and prayer. And I just make sure I'm good first and foremost. 
That was actress and TikTok star Tabitha Brown. For more on her and her show, The Shy, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile, heading into the holiday weekend. A 16-month-old baby from Ireland named AJ has stolen the heart of the internet because he can say mama. But it's how he says mama that has everyone cracking up, including his parents. He's been very lovingly dubbed Demon Baby. Just listen. AJ, can you see mama? Mama. It's like he's straight out of a scary movie with that deep voice growl, which, if you watch, doesn't match his precious little face and rosy cheeks at all. His parents, Mike and Julian, film the very sweet, spooky moment, and people are trying to figure it out. Maybe he's trying to impersonate Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. I don't know. Just don't say mama after the sun goes down. All right, kid? (laughs) Well, Have a great weekend. (laughs) And please make sure to rate and leave a comment about the show on whichever app you use to listen. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew, Josh Fisher, and Bahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Will Lee, Carrie Lieberman, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People.